When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 7, Chapter Title Duh. Singled Out. Singled Out. Uh, uh, what could that mean? What could that mean? Um, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we're here on... July 3rd. July, well, yes, it's July 3rd for us. It'll be July 6th for you. Yeah. Um, if you're listening day of. But today... Is a Friday, not a Saturday. We usually record on Saturdays. Today's a very exciting in case day. It, in case it sounded a little more Friday to you and a it's little a, less Saturday. It's and you're a like, very exciting day. You guys are just like, this feels a little, feels a little bit like a Friday record. They'll be able to tell for sure. We, we sound way more like party-ish, like, woo, really? ready to go. I think I'm about to fall asleep. That's your problem. I feel good. Today's a very exciting day. You know why? Why? Well, Babysitter's Club, the series, came out on Netflix. Cool, cool, cool. Hamilton came out on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yes, it did. And. Yes. 16 years ago, on this day. What exactly was going on with your body 16 years ago? I was expelling a child (laughs) from my body. Mm-hmm. Through surgery, mm-hmm. gruesome, bloody surgery, mm-hmm. and his name is Caden, and he was born 16 years ago. Today is his 16th birthday, That's his sweet cool. 16. That's crazy. It is crazy. Ta- we have a 16-year-old. Uh, earlier this week, Tanya was on a p- another podcast called... Debatable. Debatable. Uh, with... Uh, Friend of the show, Mike, who... Hi, fun, Mike. Who you probably see in the Facebook group. Um, we talked to him a lot, but, but yeah. Travis on that show, uh, when, when Tanya said our, Prime. our youngest 11 year old, um, uh, our youngest slash he's 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh, he was like, there's no way your youngest child is 12. I'm like, uh, yes. Oldest is 16 now. 16. That's crazy. And he's such a good 16 year old. He is great. It's amazing. And he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely richer he than we are right now. so much money for his birthday. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of 16-year-olds get like a car for their birthday, so... True. He uh, got some I, gift cards. I think a lot do. I think a some A lot do, I think. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how was your podcast experience, by the way? Tanya did her first podcast without me, ever. And I loved it. Yeah, I was just... Uh, I, I think we were not sure if it was going to be both of us together, but I really, as soon as we found out, like it was just going to be Tanya on this show without me, I got kind of excited. I was like, I, I get to listen to a Tanya production. Like she's listened to me do podcasts for like four three years, or four years. Yeah. Um, and this is the first one I did with her, but the other ones that I've done have been like live appointment kind of stuff. Well, some of them have. And she will be in the chat and stuff. And this is the first time where I was in the chat while she was on a podcast. Yeah, it was a really good time. Like, it was just like hanging out with the three guys and talking about bullshit. But Mm -hmm. it was really fun. I found out that 
Uh, Primetime Travi Toast actually likes dry bagels. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hi-Fi Mike likes everything bagels and cream cheese. Uh, and Dem- well, save Damone. Okay. Let people find out on their own by listening to the podcast. Don't don't give them everything. Okay. Well, if you listen, <laughs> uh, uh, you'll hear my voice. If you feel like hearing my voice a little bit more. Is there anything else you've been up to? We've got to, I mean, if we can think of anything to pad the intro, because this is going to be the shortest episode we've ever done. Yeah, it's it's going to be short. It's the shortest my notes are, and like, honestly, my notes are usually pretty short. Yeah. I had no problem keeping up with this one. When the episode was, well, so we had to pause the episode at one point because birth, the birthday boy came in here talking about uh, all the stuff he was buying, all the stuff something. he was buying for himself with his birthday money, and um, I paused it, thinking that we were like ten minutes in, and there were like three minutes left in the episode. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say to Pat? Like, what? Uh, tell me about a time that you. I got nothing. Tell me about a time that you wanted to date a college girl. Uh, As never. As someone who didn't go to college, did you find that finding intelligent girls was difficult? I don't know if I've ever dated a girl who went to college. Like, I've dated girls that did community college, so that counts. That is yeah. college. Yeah, that's dumb. I just didn't think, like, I, I've never dated a girl who, like, lived in a dorm or whatever. Yeah. Community college is definitely college. Yeah. But, I don't know. It I, just means that you can drive there from your house. It's not a thing I've ever thought about or considered. Tell yeah. me about a time where you dated a boy who went to college or you wanted to. I've only really dated two people. Yeah. I mean, I dated. Like, I dated in high school and then I got married. Look at us with life experience. And then I got married again. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, cereal marrier. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because we're having cereal for dinner. Yeah, we super are because that's what the birthday boy yeah. wanted. He wanted cereal for breakfast. I was like, what do you want for breakfast? What's the special thing you want for breakfast? The other two always want cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls and and uh, uh, for Finley's birthday, Aubrey made cinnamon rolls with like a, um, a like an apple, like cooked apple drizzle kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So then for Aubrey's birthday, Tanya did the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, Caden... What do you want for your birthday breakfast? Do you want cinnamon rolls? Do you want something else? Like, I was thinking maybe he would want Krispy Kreme donuts or something. No. He wanted basically Cocoa Krispies. Uh, except the store, the the generic version of yeah, Cocoa Krispies. Yeah, he wanted the generic version of Cocoa. He said, I want Cocoa Rice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Cocoa Krispies? Cocoa Rice. I want Cocoa Rice and regular milk. That means he didn't want all, uh, almond milk. I almost called it Alden milk because that is what the boys call it still to this day. Yeah. So. Did I pat it enough? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, oh, so then we were supposed to make ribs for him for dinner. We spent the day at my mom's house swimming for, for like four hours and we all came home exhausted. And I was like, Caden, do you still want ribs for dinner? And he was like, I don't think I can eat ribs. I just want cereal. No, he said he want him like a salad oh, or something yeah. light, and then I was like, "Do you just want cereal?" And he got super excited. Yeah, so cereal for breakfast, cereal for dinner. We also watched Boy Meets World, though. Oh my gosh, did we? Kind of. It was three minutes long. It was a blur. Uh, but we did watch season four, episode seven, chapter titled "Singled Out." Uh, it was directed by Jeff McCracken. It mm-hmm. was written by Steve Hibbert. Who? I don't know. Steve Hibbert. That's a that's a new one. Now we know that 
We're going to know him as Speedy Steve. Speedy Steve. That's so good. Because this is a very speedy episode. You just thought of that on the fly. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know it was Steve Hibbert. Speedy Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm intelligent. I didn't have to go to college. Really? Because mm-hmm. I went to Harvard. Uh, <laughs> so. I went to Columbia. Uh, Tanya, blurb me up. The blurb. For season four, episode seven. She just looked at me that said this is a fake blurb. Like. No, her, I didn't. Her eyes were flake blurb. <laughs> flake blurb. <laughs> fake blurb eyes. She gave me flake. <gasps> My it. eyes were flake blurb. <laughs> she's literally leaning into the microphone to laugh. The Like, that's the closest she's been to the microphone this episode. And she did it to sorry. laugh. I'm so sorry. But you said. You just moved the furthest away to talk. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. <laughs> You said flake burbing. Yes, I did. Uh, anyway, she had fake blurb eyes. Go. It's Eric lies to get on a dating game show. Well, that's not this episode at all, Tanya. Classroom or not? Not. Why not? Because Eric's on the couch in the living room, flipping through channels. Remember what that was like? No. Just flipping, flipping. Can't find anything to watch. So he's like flipping. It goes to like a baking show. A woman's like... How to get a moist chocolate cake. This is going to be delicious. And then he flips again. And it's like, right now, on the Weather Channel, we're talking about this uh, hurricane that just turned into a warm summer breeze. And then he flips again. And all at the same time, he's saying things about how, like, he just, he should be out. It's a Friday night. He should be out with some nice college girls. And he's just flabbergasted that he can't meet any nice college girls without going to college. And then like he flips to another channel. It's like, are you having trouble finding a college date? Call this number. And he's like, whatever. And he like flips to the baking show again. And was like, wait, wait a minute. And he flips back and he gets the number and he's like going on singled out. Steve Hibbert. Speedy Steve. Speedy Steve. He wasn't even a television writer. Like, he wrote... He sped in and he sped out. Well, he was an actor. What? He was an actor. He was bit parts in lots of things. He was um, uh, the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Um, He was a guard in Austin Powers. He was a side character in The Cat in the Hat. Our kids love that movie. He was a side character. He He was tourist on toilet in National Treasure Book of Secrets. Uh, he was, and they were just like, "Oh, hey, how about you write an episode of Boy? What if he won a contest? Sort of like when Eric called the number to get on to Singled Out. What if he called a number to help write an episode? He wrote an episode of Darkwing Duck and an episode of Tiny Toons and a, and an episode of Animaniacs. Ooh, I love Animaniacs. I'll He's, bet those are the shortest episodes of all of those. TV he wrote shows. five episodes of Boy Meets World, though, so I'm excited to get s- speed through those episodes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Eric calls the number to get on singled out. Right. Now where do we go? We go to the kitchen later that night. Where I I don't think it's later that night. I think it is. I don't think so because there's later. mail. There's mail for Eric in the same scene. Hmm. So it's like a Le- week later. Yeah, it's later so that year. So we we go to the it's... kitchen where Topanga, Corey, Sean, they're all walking into the kitchen it's from been the door. Three and a half years and. I know. And Speedy Steve. He was just like, we're going to speed through these years. Yeah. So, so 
uh, they're walking in, and Corey's like talking all groggily, like, rah, 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 and they're telling him that he's going to need a tonsillectomy and that it's just a routine procedure well, and it's Topanga no big deal. Is. Topanga's like, it's right. not a big deal. Like, you'll be fine. Like, everybody gets it done. And she's like, right, Sean? And Sean's like, uh, actually, I'm the wrong person for you to ask. Like, because. And, you know, and he says, uh, you don't want to ask me. I don't want to explain it. And she says, well, explain it. He's like, okay, well, I saw on such and such, like uh, CNN. They were like, you're watching CNN, and he was like, they well, tricked me. They, they tricked me. There was a they. It, they were showing me a cake, and um, I lost my place in my brain. CNN cake, and then it started showing a story about kids who are vanishing from the operating table. Right, like they go in for a simple procedure. It was a 15 year old boy goes into in for a simple procedure, and then boom, he vanished. And everyone else is like, uh, whatever, Corey, you're going to be fine. And Amy kicks Sean out because right. he keeps going. And she's right. like, you're scaring my son. Get out. And Topanga like jumps in too. And she's like, Sean, get out. I will fight you. And he's like, I can take you. And I don't remember what happens. He She punches him or something. I mean, basically now we go. Well, Eric we, walks we in. We scooch over to where the table is. <laughs> where um, Now we're doing camera cuts. Yeah. We're just, we panned over, uh-huh. but it was a really short pan because they were like over by the island before and now they're over by the table. Pan talk with Tanya. I I actually had another talk I needed to do. Oh, do it. Because Topanga came in uh-huh. to the kitchen looking uh-huh. very different than what she normally how did, does. How did they pan to her? They went from right to left okay. as she walked in the door so she was in the center of the kitchen and she was wearing like a very 90s outfit mm-hmm. but it was not a very 90s topanga outfit it was okay. like a very odd for topanga to wear her hair was different than usual somehow like it was just to me an odd choice for her Listen. and what she usually wears it was like a button-up shirt with a jacket over it and i think she actually starts dressing like this pretty regularly from if, here on out if i've learned anything is that speedy steve doesn't take a lot of time to think about his choices that's true he's got to speed through yeah so now we're speeding over to the table where eric is like the mail is here and alan's like um I don't think you're going to get a letter from Singled Out. Like, it's a big corporation. Like, MTV is a big corporation. It's going to take them time. They're going to have to go through a screening process. And it's going to... Thousands of guys have interviewed, like, why, or f- have written into them. Why do you think you're going to be the one that gets it? And, um, like, there isn't going to be an envelope that says you're going on Singled Out in this stack of mail. And as he's saying it, Eric pulls out, like, this gigantic white envelope. And it's like, oh, yeah? Well, then it looks like this is from MT, what's that say? And Alan's like, V. And he goes, one more time? And he goes, uh, he says something like, I'm going to kill you. Or he goes, how about I kill you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Eric reads the letter and he's like, you've been chosen, blah, 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 to be on Singled Out. And please don't be- bring your negative, negative dad. And Alan, like, snatches it from him and goes... Oh, it's really, they really wrote that. (laughs) So now we go to the backyard where Eric has run outside and it seemed like it was around the same time, but it is not, it is a different day again. We've sped to a different day. Yeah. We're just like speeding through the year. Like this, I think this could be a time jump. Like all of a sudden we're going to be in uh, Corey's junior year of high school. Speedy Steve. Speedy Steve, slow down. Let these kids be kids. Anyways. I'm going to give them a speeding ticket. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Eric walks into the backyard. He's dressed kind of nice. Um, he starts screaming for Mr. Feeney. He's like, Feeney? Feeney? Yeah, I think this is what starts the Feeney call. Like It was very funny to We me. haven't gotten like a Feeney call yet. I think this might be the beginning of that evolution because the Feeney call becomes like a thing. Does it? I'll have to find out because I haven't seen the other episodes. That's true. Uh, and... Um, he's like, he's like panically screaming Mr. Feeney and Mr. Feeney like walks out back, uh, and is holding like a book or yeah, a magazine he's or holding something. A book. And Eric goes, where, where, where were you? I, I, I couldn't find you. You weren't, you're not at school and you weren't gardening. If you're not at school, you're supposed to be gardening. What's going on? And Mr. Feeney goes, calm down. I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, well, what can I do for you? And Eric is is just like, uh, I have this interview before the show. And I know that they're going to ask me what college I go to. And I can't say Harvard because that like they'll know I'm too dumb for Harvard. So I need you to tell me what college you graduated from if it's still around. And Feeney says, well, I can't do that. And Eric goes, oh, because it's not around anymore. And he said, no, uh, I'm not going to let you tarnish my school's name, and I really think you should think long and hard about this before you decide to make up a fake school or mm-hmm. to to tell to tell them a lie. Right. Uh, and it cuts to the singled out room where he's talking backstage with a producer or something. Right. He's like in his interview interview process, and she's like, "Okay, and what college do you go to?" And he's like, "Harvard. I'm a junior at Harvard." Mm-hmm. And she's like. Oh, really? You go to Harvard? Why are you out here in Philadelphia? And he's like, oh, because I'm going to the Philadelphia campus. And she's like, there's a Philadelphia campus? And he goes, there's six. Nice try. Can't trap me. Um, And she starts to, like, ask him other questions. And he's giving really just ridiculous answers. And she's like, don't worry. You're just, you. we picked you for your hair. Mm-hmm. So then now we cut to the hospital where Corey is in the bed. And Alan is in there with him, and he's, like, telling him it's time for him to leave. Visiting hours are over. And Corey's just like, are you sure you have to go? And uh, Alan, like, kisses him on the head and is just like, bye. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Like, it's fine. And after he leaves, Sean sneaks in wearing full scrubs, the the hat and everything. I can't do this all. He was, he was, I got, I he was got in it. scrubs? He was in scrubs. Get it? I got it. You don't get my humor. No, I think that what you're doing is pro- like promoting another podcast right now. I, listen, I didn't even mention that there's a Scrubs podcast that I listen to every week. Not this episode. Anyway, Tanya is trying to drive traffic away from our show. Sean's in full Scrubs, and shh, don't say podcast. Um, and sh- Sean's freaking out. He's like, "They're gonna, they're gonna take you. I, I don't want this. You got to be more careful." And Corey's like, well, what are we going to do? And Sean's like, we got to get you out of here. He starts trying to, like, pull the bed. And, um, like, Corey has an IV attached to him. So he's like, whoa, 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 you can't do that. And Sean pulls out a newspaper and says, look, it's right here. In the New York Times. And he gives it to Corey. And Corey's like, this is the trailer park New York Times. He's like, it's the same thing, only this one's edible. Mm. Okay. And it's a story about a 15-year-old who vanished from an operating table. So now we go to Singled Out, which is... Uh, a, a real show. A, yeah. Uh, do you do you remember Singled Out? I remember it very vaguely only because 
I watched a lot of Spring Break, mm-hmm. and they did live singled out on Spring Break. Um, I do remember when Jenny McCarthy was on it and mm-hmm. everything like that. Whenever I go to my friends' houses and like they were just allowed to watch MTV all willy nilly, like like a crazy person who yeah. just hates God, like a crazy heathen Heretics. person. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I watched it a little bit. I watched it a lot. I watched it all the time. Are I you loved, a game show fan? I love game shows. Me too. So and I like any game shows, but I, like I love dating shows too. Like my 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 guilty pleasure right now is every Monday Snapchat has a show that is a Snapchat exclusive show that is um, phone swap, which is where they get two strangers in for a blind date and then they have to share each other's phones to go through each other's phones and decide if they want a second date after seeing what's on that person's phone. And usually it's just like crazy stuff. You see that they're texting other people and whatever, and, uh, there's their nudes and whatever's on their phone. Like it's just, and then they have to decide, Ooh, you know what? You're kind of crazy. I don't, I'm not into this or yeah, I think we'll work. See, I didn't even know that existed until you told me about it like a few weeks ago, and you've been watching it for a long time. I've been watching which it. Is yeah, I've been watching nuts. it for at least a year. Um, but yeah, so I've always loved these kind of like weird trashy dating shows, even though I hate trashy TV. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, Game shows are fun no matter what they're about. Right. Like they just are. And singled out was in a, uh, for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you who are listening do. It was a it was a dating show on MTV in the early to mid '90s. That I was. I think it went on for a little while. Yeah. Did it? Um, that was just kind of like uh, the guy. It was no. It was either. It, it or. was either or. Yeah. Uh, they had the the dater was in a chair that couldn't see all the contestants and then they would have to be given questions and then whatever girls or or guys matched those questions uh got to stay on the stage and everybody else had to leave until you're singled it out to one person singled singled it out to one person Uh, it was hosted by chris hardwick i didn't know that well okay until this episode really yeah i know who chris hardwick is now I didn't realize he was right. So I didn't re- I didn't correlate the two when I started seeing Chris Hardwick like all the time. Yeah, nerd man Chris Hardwick. Like his voice is different now than yes. it was during Singled Out. Like his mannerisms are different. His like, hair he was, was different. His hair was very bad. His hair was terrible. It was, vi- it was not a good look for him. Like it just wasn't. And I don't know. Like some people might not be big Chris Hardwick fans. We're kind of in the middle there. Um, we've had times where we really, really liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it was a weird thing to see it and go, oh, yeah. Like, he did host that. You remember Jenny McCarthy. And didn't someone else take Jenny McCarthy's spot at one point? I feel like Carmen Electra was on it at some point. Or was she on a different one on MTV? I don't remember anymore. But Chris Hardwick, you don't remember. Wasn't Dr. Drew on it at some point? I think that was a different one. All right. So what happens in in this scene while Um, I look up Dr. Drew? (laughs) So Eric is like he's brought out with a mask on because he's not allowed to see any of the girls that are in the room. There's like tons and tons and tons and tons of girls in the room. And he sits down in his giant like high backed throne 
And Chris Hardwick starts talking about, he's like, oh, I'm Chris Hardwick, and this is Eric Matthews, who has really good hair. Has anybody told you how handsome you are? And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay. And, like, he starts talking about he's a junior at Harvard, and he has a 7.0 GPA. And Eric's like, yeah, science was really tough, so it could have been higher. And Dr. Drew? No, Carmen Electra. Ooh, I remembered more yeah. than you. Chris, Chris Hardwick, Justina Valentine, Jenny McCarthy, Carmen Electra, Royale Watkins. Huh. Anyway. I was right. I can't believe it. That's the least interesting thing I've ever said on this podcast. Anyway, so back to the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so 7.0 GPA, Eric is dumb, and... Then he goes, can we just stop talking about this? And Chris Harvest like, no, no, we've got to talk about this. It's exciting. you got to let the girls know who you are. And he's just like, oh, God. And then he starts, so they start doing the game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric gets to pick the questions. I don't remember what he picks. The first one, the first thing is, that is asked is naughty or nice. Mm-hmm. And it goes by first word. And he says something about like, He's like, I know my mom wouldn't want me to toss out the naughty girls. Or, and he, well, he says nice, I think. He says, oh, no, 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 you're right. You're right. He says naughty first. So they they knock out the first word that he says. Right. So he does say naughty first. And then they come, he's like, all right, all the naughty girls out of here. And it's just like this line, just tons and tons and tons of girls just parading in front of Eric. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, like, I meant I would have picked naughty. He's like screaming things like, I want to get naughty with you. Yeah. (laughs) He's very, he's very uncomfortable. He's very much like, almost like harassing them, but. Frankly, I mean, they're on this show and they wanted yeah. to be harassed I don't by think a guy. He was, I don't think he was harassing them, but I do think uh, he was. it was just so, like, whiny. <laughs> it was funny. Um, he's just like, I just want to be naughty. No, no, not you too. And then it's like, oh, that's the last one. Bye. And then uh, the next question, the question is uh, uh, Einstein or Bierstein? And he's like, I'm not going to make the same mistake again because I know that if I choose Bierstein, he's like, okay, party girls, out of here. Because Bierstein yeah. are party girls. Yeah. Einstein are smart girls. Got it. Okay. And now there are five girls left. Um, and it cuts it cuts away for a commercial break. By the way, it, it like this is what got me about this episode. Like It's a short episode as it is. Like It feels light on content. And then there's like an actual music fade out where they do like they would do on singled out where there's mm-hmm. like a 15 seconds where they're playing the it's outro the singled music singled out band like and, it's the actual band that they like it's the actual show yeah, like and, they did it all the same and like people are dancing and like it's there's no content here it's 15 seconds of nothing yeah and then cuts to commercial comes back 15 seconds, play it back in, of Singled Out, where it's just, like, another 15 seconds gone from this episode. It was so, like, nostalgic, this, like, cultural moment. Like, that is exactly how the shows that we watched them were. Like, I, when I say I watch Spring Break every year, mm. I watch it every year. There there came a time in my life that even though I was homeschooled, like, my mom was off doing other things, and we would find the cable to the TV somewhere in our house because she always unscrewed it and hid it somewhere, and we would find it, and whoever found the cable got to pick what we watched. If I picked... What a game. 
yeah, life was a game. Um, if I picked what we watched, it was generally like spring break. We did the workouts on spring break. Like it was so much fun. I loved spring break every year. I feel like your sisters would have picked spring break too. Uh, generally speaking, but they also like to fight. Like Amy loved fighting with me. So if I wanted something, then she didn't want that. But I think spring break was pretty much something that we all agreed on. Like right. it was fun. So anyway, we we cut back to, to singled out and it's the final round. They do three questions where uh, the the first one to get all of three questions and gets to Eric wins. The yeah, date with like Eric. they ask, and then like whoever matches with Eric's moves up a spot, almost like on a game board. And I don't think any of these questions were important at all. Like none. Uh-uh. So eventually, it was it like, gets... are you a naked person or a sweet person? As if those are the two choices. Right. So it gets down to the last girl. They're very excited, and then the the. The loudspeaker comes on and he's like, and for winning a date with Eric Matthews, they're going to go to a, a little known hotspot in Philadelphia called Chubby's. And I thought, oh, no, because like now they're going to go to Chubby's and someone's going to blow his cover. But honestly, like how many times has Eric lied and gotten away with it at Chubby's? It would have been fine no matter what. But. They didn't do that, so they could have just made it any restaurant. Like none of that made any sense. Yeah, it was It weird. was just a wasted joke. Yeah. Um, we'll find out here in a minute. But first, we go to the hospital. Yes. I've talked a lot. Your turn. Go. Oh, I thought I talked a lot, too. <laughs> All right. So, Corey is getting sedated. Um, he's getting really groggy. 2024, and... I was to go. Those are Ramones. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, They're a little band from New York. <laughs> Okay, well, we're in the hospital now, and Corey is sedated. And uh, Alan and Amy and Topanga are all around the bed. And they're like, okay, Corey, like, we're going to be here when you get out. It's all going to be okay. And um, all of a sudden, like, Feeney rushes in and is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they're like, it's okay. Like, he's going to be all right, George. And Feeney's like, I got an urgent phone call. And Corey's just like come closer, closer. And then it's like a Godfather moment. And Mr. Feeney finally goes, I think I'm close enough. And Corey grabs him by the neck of his shirt and like pulls him closer. He's like, I want to make peace with you. I want to make things right. If, uh, if you look under my desk, you'll find a key. Take that key. It goes to airport locker 368A or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in that locker, you'll find a briefcase. And in that briefcase is all of my homework for five years. I've actually been smart this entire time. Like, I have understood and and uh, learned this entire time. It's all very good. And Phoenix's like, oh, my God. And, and Mr. He's like, you're not going to the airport locker, Well, he you? goes, well, what's the capital of Montana? And that's when Corey goes, you're not going, are you? Tanya, what's the capital of Montana? Why would you ask me this on the air? Ooh, burn. I don't know the capital of Montana because we don't have listeners in Montana. Oh, that's true. We do, though, now. We have one listener in Montana. Oh, we I'm never talked about so that. sorry. Remember that thing we did, like, forever? Class. Big news. <laughs> Three months ago. We finally got a listener in Montana. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know the capital of Montana. Helena. How do you know that? I looked it up before this podcast. So you wanted me to look stupid? 
No, I just wanted to do the same thing that Mr. Feeney did. Oh. Um, So anyway. So you're not going to the airport locker either. Right. And then Corey's freaking out about being vanished or whatever. Um, And they roll him out. Yeah. Well, and he, like, you see him start to go under. Right. And then it starts to go into a dream world. Like, it's an obvious dream world. It's Mm -hmm. not like a... I wonder if he's dreaming. It's like a, it's like the Twilight Zone kind of or unexplained it's, mysteries. It's unsolved mysteries. Oh, it's unsolved. literally unsolved mysteries. Except they call it unexplained. We're not making this up. Oh, okay. Um, right before he goes under with the anesthesia, Alan finds the newspaper on the bed, and he's like, 15 year old vanishes from hospital bed." Even Corey couldn't believe this kind of stuff, and then he mm. passes out. Yeah. So uh, the the host comes on. Is it the same host from Unsolved Mysteries? He seemed the I same. I think so. And he's just like, oh, this is a story about 15-year-old Corey Matthews who went in for a routine operation and vanished. And it cuts to him interviewing. Yeah, he's like, we're going to go speak with the grieving parents now. Hello, grief-stricken parents. Um and they were, and Alan's just like, I don't understand. We were right here. Like, we were looking right at him, and he just vanished, like, poof. And he's like, I don't understand. And he's like, he was here, and then he vanished. Yes. And uh, then it cuts to Sean. Sean's in full scrubs, and I can't do, and he um, is doing the whole, like, oh. And he's, he's basically I like, I happen. knew it. Of course I knew it. I was I try to tell everybody that it was going to happen. And they all think I'm crazy. And, and the he, guy's like, are you crazy? And he's like, no. Or no, he goes, I'll let you decide that. Am I crazy? Now I have to go sew this head back on. I, w- I would like to backpedal just a little bit. When Sean was trying to get Corey out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Over the intercom, someone's like, Dr. Hunter, Dr. Hunter, you're needed in labor and delivery. And Sean goes to, like, run out of the room. And Corey's like, uh, there, there's a Dr. Hunter here that is not you. And Sean's like, I've got to go. I've got to get to labor and delivery. And he's like, no matter how many times I deliver, it always is a miracle. And I thought that part was very funny. I didn't, yeah. didn't want to skip it. Okay. Uh, so then it cuts to Mr. Feeney where he's going through a briefcase full of homework and he's like, he was right. He was telling the truth. He was brilliant the whole time. He's like, it was all here and it's insightful. And uh, and he's just like shocked. He can't even really give uh, an interview because he's just like dumbstruck. And the host says, how do you feel about him now that you knew you know you were <laughs> wrong the entire time? And Mr. Feeney goes, well, about the same. <laughs> <laughs> So now we go to Chubby's. Yes, now we go to Chubby's where Eric is sitting with Lisa, I think mm-hmm. her name was. Her name is Lisa. They're sitting in, you know, the normal date booth. And uh, they're kind of talking to each other about, like, Lisa's like, I don't understand. Like, Harvard is huge. How, are, how could you just not find someone at Harvard? And he's like, I mean, Columbia is big, too. Like, I'll bet there's tons of guys just, like, falling at your feet to try to date you. And they're both being awkward anytime these other colleges are brought up. And, mm-hmm. and she's talking about how embarrassed and nervous she was and how he confident he seemed. And he's like, I wasn't confident at all. And then she's like, oh, this would be so much easier if you were a jerk. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm I'm not who you think I am. I lied. And he's just like, so you're one of the naughty girls? 
how naughty are you? And she's just like, I'm very, very naughty. Like, I didn't go to Columbia. I lied about that. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And she goes to stand up. She's like, I should go. And he goes, no, I should be the one that leaves. I also lied to you. I didn't go to Harvard. And they both sit back down. And he's like, and I wasn't even going to tell you. Like, I was just going to make you like me. And then you, you, you go on some dates with me. And then I have my parents call you and tell them, tell you I died in an accident. And she goes, I guess we really are more compatible than we thought, huh? Yeah. And he's like, well, you want to skip some of these classes we're not taking and go see a movie? Mm-hmm. And they traipse off. Yeah. It and was, na- was kind of cute. And now we are already 36 minutes into our episode, 35 minutes, whatever it is. Uh, we're at the post credit scene. Yeah. The, yeah, the credits are rolling right now. The, it's after the credits. The credits started in Chubby's and they are continuing at the hospital where Topanga is at Corey's bedside and Corey is awake and his voice is normal, which wouldn't be a thing if he was still in the hospital. Like, his voice would not be normal after getting his tonsils removed. Got him. Take that, Speedy Steve. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Just like Sean. Sh- Speedy Steve, how about talkative Tanya? She showed you up. That's me. Uh, anyway. So, um, Corey's still really woozy from the anesthesia, and he's like, what do you have there? And he's, like, saying all these really weird things, and Topanga's like, I have sherbet. Sherbert? It's technically sherbet. It just sounds weird, so nobody says it that way. Okay. And then, um, and he's like, oh, so chicken and stars? And she's like, oh, you are still like feeling woozy how would you feel about trying to walk down the hall and he's like oh okay and he like stumbles out of bed and, he and follows her down the hall he mentions that there's five of her yeah and at they leave and then sean comes running in and Corey's gone he's like oh no he vanished oh my gosh <gasps> i'm starting to vanish too and they do the same thing they did to minkus and i thought oh is this the end of sean mm-hmm because uh, he starts to fade out, just like Minkus did. Mm-hmm. And then he was fine because Corey came back in the room, acknowledged his presence, and was like, you want to come and get some chicken and stars with us? And with, off they go. With Topanga and her and four her sisters. And her four sisters. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. The shortest episode all year. Yeah. Um, thank you, Speedy Steve. Thanks, Speedy Steve. I didn't even need to drink that energy drink. I know. Didn't realize it. Uh, Tanya, how'd you feel about this episode? It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And it was kind of nostalgic. Like I said, like, I love that era of MTV with, like, the crazy party shows. And it's funny because that was, I like, I am the most nostalgic for and think that that was the best era of MTV. But it was also the beginning of the end for MTV. Right. It was when they stopped playing music videos mostly. And people were like, I can't believe they just never play music videos anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also when they started bringing in like MTV two and stuff like that, because channels were starting to expand into like, uh, satellite channels. Right. So MTV two played more music videos at that time. Um, but like if they had singled out, they had the real world, they had road rules. Like all of this was, I, oh, I love real world and road rules so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and then the real world road rules challenge. That was the best. Um, and you like these characters, like you just love them. Like I know that they're people, but <laughs> yeah, 
Like, you just love them, like, and you remember them. I remember so many characters very specifically to the point that, like, when Alden and I were watching wrestling together, it was just like, it's Mike. Like, The Miz is Mike from the real world. Like, that's who he is to me and will always be to me. Like, he's so famous in wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. But I remember him jumping off the side of things during Real World Road Rules Challenge and Coral being like, oh my gosh, Mike, you've got to be careful. And he's like, I'm working on my wrestling moves. I'm right. the Miz. And like, but for, that was a thing. For our age group, um, for our generation, it took, I don't know, eight to 10 years for that moniker to fall off of him and for people to finally mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, he's actually a wrestler. Right. Like, it took people forever to forget that he was Mike from Road Rules. Which makes it even stranger that we completely forgot that Chris Hardwick existed until he started doing The Nerdist. Well, uh, he just, he was a completely different person. Like, on, uh, at least from what I can tell, like, on this episode of Chris Har- uh, on this episode of Boy Meets World, um, he was like this, like, uh, hey, just look at my hair. Yeah, uh, like, he had a completely different voice. Like, yeah. completely. Like, he almost tried to do, like, a radio voice. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to me because I feel like he was one of the, like, podcast pioneers. Mm-hmm. Like, he started doing his podcasts when podcasts weren't quite as developed as they are. Right. But, um, but I think, too, Single Doubt's biggest era was the Jenny MacArthur era. Oh, yeah. So... MacArthur? Did I say MacArthur? Yes. (laughs) You just leaned in to laugh again. I don't lean in to laugh. I put my head down. (laughs) Because you're like, oh, my stupid husband. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, that's how you feel about the episode? I mean, yeah, it was so nostalgic for me. Like, like I said, I love that, like, loud, like, everyone's partying and, like, blah. And, like, that's what you thought college life was, like, as a person sitting at home watching that. And then I remember watching the episode of Gilmore Girls where Rory and Paris go to spring break and how it just wasn't as glamorous as all of that. And, like, college was not MTV college. Like, it wasn't the same. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess I don't want to go to college then because I thought college was MTV. Wow. And now I'm dumb. Thanks, Gilmore Girls. I'm just stupid now because I didn't go to college. Just kidding. I'm actually very smart. I just don't have a degree. How did you feel about the episode? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Obviously, you were just like waiting, waiting and waiting. I thought it was fine. It was fun. It was decent. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, it was a, it was a TV episode. It was good. Um, yeah. The, the, the Corey story was weird and... Corey story. Corey story was... <gasps> How have we gotten four and a half years into this, of, of the show, um, and not like said Corey story? Like that would be such a good segment. It's time for doodle 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 Corey story. Because a lot of the episodes are Corey stories. All right. So the Corey story was fine. Um, it was weird. It was like, a, why th- was this even necessary? None of it was necessary. None. The whole episode was like, a, it was a throwaway episode. They said, we've got a guy. We call him Speedy Steve. We need to turn out an episode. We're one episode short for this season. What are we going to do? And then some guy in the writer's room was like, Speedy Steve. And 1-800-SPEEDY-STEVE. Then, and then a smoke trail ran across the screen, and 
the, a, a chair started spinning in the writer's room. And just some papers were left behind on the chair. And it was, they picked it up and they're like, oh, this is the script we asked for. And, and they don't even know what Speedy Steve looks like. Jeff McCracken just looks down and he goes, singled out. And they were all like, oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an entire episode based off of another TV show because we have nothing. They were like, guys, 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 he put in a whole minute here where it's just singled out music and people dancing funny. And they were like, what a genius. He's so good at wasting time. Yep. Um, so it was, it was a good episode. It was fun. I'll never think about it again. Yeah, probably not. Which is weird because like... In conversation with other people who have watched the show or are watching the show now, this episode is one that a lot of people remember, like, and love. I didn't remember this episode. I did remember it. I didn't remember that it was Chris Hardwick until probably, I think a few years ago, we were looking up Chris Hardwick credits. And I was like, he was on, or I said, he was the host of Singled Out. And he was on an episode of Boy Meets World. And I got a text back from him and was like, oh, wow. And then it was never talked about again. <laughs> and here we are doing a podcast together. And I was like, I had no idea. And to be fair, the uh, subtext to everything I've said this episode has just been the equivalent of, oh, wow. <laughs> it's just... There's not, like, there's no deep dives for this one. Like, there's nothing to deep dive into except for the fact that Sean eats newspapers because he lives in a trailer park. Yeah, that was weird. Um, So anyway, anything else you want to add? Like, is that it? I think that's it. This is the shortest episode we've done. Yeah. So anyway, it's been great to talk to you guys. Uh, We'll see you on the Facebooks at... (laughs) (laughs) You did that wrong, but okay. I broke her. (laughs) You just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Oh, also, I finished The Last of Us 2. I didn't talk about that at all. It was heartbreaking and left us both feeling empty and sad. Yeah, that game is crazy and emotional, but somehow also one of the best games I've ever played. It's beautiful, and it's over. If you are okay with feeling sad for uh, uh, the 28 hours it takes you to finish it, cool, go ahead and do it. I have done nothing but think about that game since I finished it. It's true. He's listened to every interview, every spoiler cast, everything that he can possibly get his hands on about last of us 2 yes it's such an interesting game that so many people have so many like i know people who have played it and nobody has the same opinion on it tanya and i played through it together for the most part Mm -hmm. and we have different opinions on it yeah we were sitting in the same bed playing the same game um anyway that's neither here nor there you can find us on twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And then you can find our Facebook. We already said that part. Right. So, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 7. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>